Welcome to Alia Graphic Podcast, where we talk about comics and graphic novels and have conversations with Australian creators. I'm Jurgi, I'm a librarian at Kingston Libraries in Victoria, and I'm also the convener for the Alia Graphic Novels and Comics Group. Now, today, we will be discussing our personal favorite picks of the year. So not necessarily the best of the year for us, but our personal favorite for whatever reason. Choosing just one graphic novel is not an easy task, but we'll do our best. But before we launch into our picks of the year, I wanted to say a few words. This has been a very trying and devastating year all over the world for different reasons. And I won't go through everything, but in Australia, we've had the bushfires, of course, the pandemic. In Victoria, we have been in some sort of lockdown for most of the year, which wasn't easy although we are lucky in comparison to most of the countries. Now, thankfully, amidst the pandemic, it has been a really good year for comics. Sales continue to be strong. Comics on Kickstarter had their best year ever. And incredible works continue to be published. In terms of Australian comics, we recently had the Ledger Awards, and they had the biggest shortlist ever a great sign of the quality of comics being created by Australians. Uh, we encourage librarians to visit the Ledger Awards website and try to purchase the comics that received bronze, silver, and gold awards. Um, some of them may not be easy to find, but please try to purchase them because they're really worth it. Uh, some of them are uh, web comics too. So, you can't purchase them for your collection, but you know they could be shared through the library's social media or website. Personally, I'm also one of the judges of uh, the graphic novels and illustrated work category of the Aurealis Awards. The only Australian book award that I'm aware of with a category for graphic novels. I can't say much as submissions closed just recently, but I've started to read some of the entries and I'm I'm really impressed with the quality of the entries we've received. It's really going to be tough, and I'm sure we're going to have great discussions um, about them all. All this to say that this has been a, a great year for comics, and I'm really proud of what we've been able to achieve this year with the Alia Graphic team. This group was formed in February with some ideas and dreams, but not much more. Now we have a blog, a podcast series, a YouTube channel, a Facebook and Twitter community. And so I want to thank all the creators that have given us feedback, words of appreciation, encouragement. Most importantly, the creators that have given up their time to have conversations with us. We want to raise the profile of Australian creators and comics and we really enjoy the creator chats this year. So thank you to everyone. Um, that um, had a chat with us and contributed. I also want to thank uh, Queenie Chan and Karen Duarte, who've done so much for comics in libraries for so many years. And they, they inspired the group. Um, they inspired me like three, four years ago to start thinking about these things uh, and through their work with Comic Conversation. And they're true friends of this group. So thank you to them as well. And of course, I really want to thank the Aliographic team that joins me today. None of these would have been possible without the time, passion, and energy that these beautiful people have contributed to the group. We're all volunteers in this group, 
but the commitment the team has shown is extraordinary and I couldn't ask for a better team. So thanks for everything you've all done. Uh, James supported the creation of the group and conspired with me right from the beginning. He's calm and steady with great knowledge of comics. So watch out for something, he's, um, something really exciting that he's cooking up for next year. Sarah was also there pretty much from the start. Her enthusiasm is unmatched and she always has great ideas I could never think of. So that's great. Gabby joined us next and she's brave beyond measure and never afraid to dive into anything. Right from the beginning, I, I asked her like, do you wanna do a creator chat? And she didn't even hesitate. She was like, yep. So both Sarah and Gabby are the social media coordinators and they make an excellent team. The final three musketeers that joined the team were Melody, Jade, and Tara. Melody and Jade have taken over the blog and are both outstanding writers. They're an amazing team as content, content coordinators and always super organized and reliable. Um, and finally, Tara, who is taking the responsibility of collections and resources. Um, we've done some stuff in this area this year, but there's a lot more to do. Um, we've got some ideas for next year and I'm sure Tara is going to make a big difference. So I really can't wait for next year to see this team build up what we've started this year. Anyway, I'll stop there. Enough of my rambling. Uh, today, the whole team is going to present their favorite picks of the year and following an alphabetical order, let's start with Gabby. Hi everyone. Um, I found picking my favorite book of the year quite, quite challenging, <laughs> like I'm sure we all did. Um, I work in a, uh, a junior school, so a primary school library. Um, so we get a lot of uh, middle grade and, and sort of like children's uh, graphic novels in. Um, so narrowing it down was, was a bit tough, but my favorite uh, graphic novel of the year was uh, The Runaway Princess, and I'm going to not mispronounce his last name, by Johan Trianowski. That is, that is definitely wrong, but um, it is, it's such a fun um, graphic novel. It's a, there's, there's three stories um, uh, in it, and they're three like short stories, and it's, they follow uh, Princess Robin, who doesn't really like to stay in her castle or really do what her parents uh, ask of her. So the first one, she runs away to the city to go to this massive um, uh, like kite festival and she gets lost and she meets friends along the way and they sort of join her for the, um, the two other stories. Um, it's really bright and colourful. Um, really accessible we had um kids all the way from year one so seven years old reading it and they loved it um it's also interactive so there's a few pages that you have to help her on her quest and there is like a double page spread of um some lily pads and you have to follow the color um sequence to get her across the the pages the second story she uh encounters a witch in the woods um so yeah it's such a fun, easy read graphic novel for kids, and it's beautifully illustrated. Um, and yeah, that, that's my favorite. Excellent, excellent, good choice. Yeah, all right. Uh, um, I'm next, actually, following the alphabetical order. 
so um, I chose Paying the Land by Joe Sacco. Um, anyone that knows me knows that um, um, I love this guy and I love his body of work. Um, what he does is really special and different. Uh, he's basically a graphic novel journalist and uh, he's published some incredible work uh, throughout his career. And Paying the Land uh, was his new one this year. And it's uh, another great work of uh, graphic novel journalism. And essentially, Joe Sacco um, travels to the north, uh, to Northwest Canada, and to kind of talk, travel around, and talk to the Dene people uh, there. So they're, they're the indigenous people of Northwest Canada, and uh, you know they they have different nations and different cultures within within the Dene people. And, uh, you know, so basically he, um, the book is divided into kind of different sections, uh, very much like a documentary kind of thing. Uh, and, you know, he just listens and tells their stories. And so, you know, we, we learn a lot about uh, the, w the way they live, uh, their, their traditions and their culture, but also how that culture and those traditions and their way of living has been affected by uh, Canada and colonialism, and also by to, by the resources uh, boom. So you know, mining and fossil fuels and all that, and you know how that um, has affected their culture and devastated their culture, really, and uh, how the communities are organizing themselves and you know trying to fight back and trying to preserve their culture so it's it's a it's quite a comprehensive book it's quite thick uh, um, and um, you know quite dense as well but at the same time I found it really easy to read and fascinating um, and I, I learned so much I, and when I was reading it as well it really got me thinking into uh, about you know, Australia and the indigenous Australians um, yeah. and you know I would love for someone to do a graphic novel like this um, in Australia as well within the Australian context um, because I think there are a lot of similarities a lot of parallels so um, you know definitely not for the kids uh, not for primary school uh, but uh, but uh, really really interesting book um, and uh, you know, really well done uh, another great book by Joe Sacco. Uh, so highly recommended. And uh, I think next we have Jade. What do Thank you have you. for us? Hi. Um, my favorite or one of my favorites of the year um, was called uh, Heartstopper, so volume three, um, by a very young um, UK-based um, graphic novel creator, Alice Osman who is just fantastic. Um, so the Heartstopper series focuses on um, a, a couple, so Nick and Charlie, who were first seen in her, um, her debut novel, um, which was called Solitaire. So in the novel, they were depicted as um, 
uh, what's, what's the word, um, as a sort of committed um, couple. Um, and so the Heartstopper series is their journey of, of getting there. So it's almost like a prequel to her first novel, which is quite interesting. Um, the art style is really quite beautiful. It's not the most detailed art, but what is there is just really heartfelt. Um, she can capture some pretty fantastic facial expressions um, and just feelings and emotions within her book, which I really love. Um, the series also deals with some pretty um, significant concepts as well for that sort of um, young adult age group. So there's discussions of homophobia, mental health and mental uh, health conditions as well. And everything it deals with and, and diversity, which is wonderful. There's so many diverse characters. Um, and everything is dealt with uh, with such a really soft touch, um, really gentle, but really, um, really considered as well, I think. Um, and I'm also really excited that volume four is coming out uh, midway through next year as well. So she is such a prolific um, author and I'm really looking forward to that one too. Excellent. Um, yeah, good choice. And next one we have James. Hi, yeah. So mine is volume one of my pick is volume one of Once and Future by Kieran Gillen, Dan Mora, and Tamara Bonvillain. Uh, and volume one is titled The King is Undead. And it sees uh, Duncan um, get uh, caught up with his grandmother who is a gun-toting, chain-smoking uh, badass. Am I allowed to say badass on this? Anyway, she is. And <laughs> uh, she pulls him into a world of monster hunting, uh, caught up in Arthurian legends. And uh, I came across this um, because I'm a massive fan of... Um, Kieran Gillen's uh, recently completed series, um, The Wicked and the Divine. Um, and I just wanted to see what he was doing with Arthurian legends. And what he's doing is turning it on its head. While Arthurian legend is, is all well and good, a lot of it is about um, driving the other from the shores of Britain. And in a post-Brexit world, um, that has somewhat different connotations to what it's uh, maybe been seen as previously. Um, and dealing with all of that um, through the lens of, um, yeah, a, as I said, a um, chain smoking, gun toting, monster fighting, badass of a grandmother um, is really exciting. So um, volume one collected came out at uh, the start of the year. And uh, volume two, which I haven't managed to get yet, um, and is called uh, Old English, um, that came out, I think, uh, last Wednesday. So I haven't managed to uh, get my hands on it yet, but um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm dying to read volume two. Yeah. Dying. Yeah, I loved it. I loved mm. it. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's uh, quite a strong series. Really fun. Thank you for that. Now, next we have Sarah. What Hello. do you have for us? I have the graphic novel I've been talking about all year. So that is Landing with Wings by Trace Barr. Um, it's the third 
she's put out and it came out about April this year, which was at a really significant time for us. And it was a book that gave me and my little girl some comfort because it is very Australian um, and in the best way possible. So this story is about a little girl, Mary Blossom and her mother who have moved to a country, sat, country town set in the gold fields of Victoria. Um, so it covers some really important things for younger middle kids, like moving, um, single parents, going to a new school, having to start again, and how they really end up relying on the community around them to form an extended family and to um, really make a connection. And as soon as you open up the book, Trace Barler is so respectful of Indigenous culture. Um, so the end pages have little illustrations of flora and fauna, but they all have um, Indigenous names accompanying them. So my daughter loved this. Um, she loved opening up each page, finding the animals that she recognised and learning some of their First Nation names for them. Um, and I think that's really important, particularly when you want to look at books for younger kids, books that are set in Australia and also pets um, as they should. Um, and the, so the story goes along, Miri is really interested in trees and frogs, um, like any kid, and they have a really great scene, which I love, I love it so much, where they go to the local library and they research frogs and it's so amazing. Um, you know, it just fills my heart with joy and my daughter, because I want to be a librarian, she was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a place to find out new information. But in a educator librarian setting to use this book, that is just such a great way to demonstrate how libraries work and how they can enrich kids' lives in a setting outside of a school, particularly in say the summer holidays where they're bored and hey, we've seen this crazy frog and we don't know what it is or what it does. I just, yeah, I love it. I could talk about it for so long. Um, so each page is, quite densely illustrated. There are a lot of little panels um, and there are a lot of labels for everything. So I think there's enough in here that you could read it as a parent um, to a younger child. There's enough for them to look at. It helps to kind of teach them to follow um, the narrative set on a page. But for older kids, there's also enough that is there for them to read themselves. Um, you know, it's almost like a bit of a finder book and trying to look at things that are happening in the background. Um, and it is just so Australian for me. Like I read it and it makes me think of bush in the summer, searing heat and the sound of, you know, um, cicadas. And it just, the way that she can um, get that across the page, I think is so beautiful and so important. Um, and she has a lovely um, end page at the back where she has pictures of um, leaves that she used for to base her colours on, the instruments she used to create the, the book. So I think that also takes it a step further in showing the process and to kids that are interested in drawing or making their own little books, they can see some of the behind the scenes. And I think that's a really nice touch. Um, you know, she's got photos that she based characters on the book of, um, places that she visited. It's really in depth and goes a long way. So that is my pick, 
um, Landing with Wings by Trace Fowler. She is really building a beautiful body of work. Mm. Her books are beautiful. They really are. They really are. So, yeah, excellent choice. And you've definitely championed that book. <laughs> I've heard you speak with great passion again and again. So, yeah, good on you. Uh, all right, next up, we've got Tara. You're the last one. What do you have for us? I'm sure it's a horror. It is a horror. And we have actually spoken about this one a couple of times in our podcast this year. Of course, it's Gideon Falls, Volumes 4 and 5 came out this year, uh, written by Jeff Lanier, artwork by Andrea Sorrentino, and colouring by Dave Stewart. So for those who haven't read it, I'll just do a quick summary. Um, yep, American Horror Story involving the appearance and disappearance of a black barn, which was somewhat inspired by the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks. Um, and the frightening inhabitant called the Laughing Man, who has a horrific smile from ear to ear. Um, we have Norton Sinclair, one of two protagonists, who has an obsession with uh, a conspiracy involving the city's trash. He's always looking through the city's trash for nails and bits of wood. Um, and then we have a washed up Catholic priest who is assigned to a rural parish that is experiencing a number of mysterious murders. And they both become involved in the mystery of the black barn and have some gruesome encounters with the laughing man. Uh, the story sort of moves between this rural and urban landscapes. It goes into alternate realities. And as much as I, I find the story is really intriguing, I think I put a lot of weight in choosing this as my favourite um, because of the artwork of Sorrentino and the colouring of Stewart's. Um, I think it gave so much depth to the story you sort of take on the character of a conspiracy theorist yourself. You're looking at details within the images, like in the corners, um, reading the things that are posted on the back of the walls. There's lots of little details uh, within the imagery. And the layout that he's done with spot, the panels can be in spirals or spheres or segmented across the page, which just reminds us the fragility of the character's mental state um, throughout this story. And I, I picked a horror because I do like a good scare, but I like it within the confines of like a book or a film where I'm safe. Um, but the, yeah, I think the imagery of the laughing man is, is something of childhood nightmares. It's sort of, it's something deep in the psyche that just sort of, hits a button with me, which just is like sort of terrifying. What's lurking in the dark? Um, so I thought it was a great story, um, fantastic imagery. And yeah, my pick for 2020, if you want to scare yourself. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, I'm a big fan of the series as well. And I'm dying to, to read the end. Um, it's it's an extraordinary book and well done on giving us a summary because it's not easy. It's so no. trippy. It's so <laughs> trippy, the whole series. 
So well done on doing a summary that, um, you know, pretty coherent. <laughs> yeah, very basic storyline. It, it delves into many other things. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes you to so many different places and unexpected places and uh, a lot of uh, great surprises. So a, an excellent, excellent book. Um, I should also mention um, he's not part of the Alia graphic team, but my son's favorite uh, graphic novel this year. He's an Australian one, so I, I thought I should mention it. So it's Super Sidekicks uh, 3, Trial of Heroes by Gavin Ang Fang, uh, who we had for one of our creator chats. Um, excellent trilogy. Uh, it's recently been published in the US. And, um, and yeah, volume three yeah, is excellent. And it's, I don't know how many times my son has read all three books, but several times. So I thought I'd mention that uh, as well. I cannot mention, I didn't feel like I could really mention um, Australian graphic novels being a judge of the Aurealis Awards. I'm like, just in case, I don't want to mention, I don't want to, you know, um, but we've had some great uh, books as well. So I'm sure we'll, um, we'll do like a best of the Australian graphic novels. Um, we'll probably do that um, in February. So just watch this space because uh, we'll do that. And uh, yeah, um, Sarah, do you want to wrap up or tell, say anything else or I'll just pass it along? <laughs> no, I'm happy to. I could talk for as long as you need me to. Um, well, thank you to the team for joining us today. Um, it was great to see you all. One last hurrah before the year ends. Thank you to everyone for listening, um, for liking and sharing our content. Um, it's meant a lot to us that you've um, received us so warmly and openly and we hope to come back better than ever next year. We are taking a break, um, so we'll return in February. We have some great stuff lined up for next year. Um, and then we do have one more creator chat to come out with me. Um, and I will be talking to Holly Jane um, about her book, The First Adventures of Bunny Girl. Um, which will be amazing because my daughter keeps demanding it back from my room. Um, so we're fighting on that. Um, but that's it. Thank you all for helping us get through this year. Um, we hope that 2021 is an interesting year for comics and we hope to bring you some great content. Um, don't forget to check out our social media pages, our blog, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our podcasts. Thank you.